You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Glory Hall Radio Network, gloryholeradio.com. Hey, what's up? Robert Kelly. You know what, dude? Podcast on the Glory Hole Radio Network. Gloryholeradio.com. You can uh, go there and listen to all this fucking fine horse shit. Jim Florentines is up there. The Glory Hole. Uh, the Jersey Jerks. Why You Suck in Bed. Uh, Mad Scientist Party Hour. There's a bunch of other podcasts up there. You can check it out. But we're, uh, we're here. This is the new home of the podcast. You know what, dude? And uh, I put out a podcast uh, yesterday with me and Jim Norton, and I, I wanted to do another one uh, for Tuesday with uh, me and my pal Joe D. Yep. So we're on uh, the Glory Hole Network. It's official. This podcast has upgraded itself. It's, it's official now. It is. So all the bullshit complaints I got, you know, on iTunes. Dude, it says unknown, the thing, there's no info. You can't get it on Android. You can't, dude, how can I fucking, why the fuck, and blah, blah, blah. It's all over. The bitching should be over. Yeah. Because now you can get it on uh, Android. You can go to gloryholeradio.com, and you can get my show on everything It's on iTunes With all the information now About the show And all the bullshit And it doesn't say unknown And you can get it on right. Stitcher If you have the Stitcher app And if you do get it on Stitcher If you go to Stitcher It's a great podcast uh, uh, app For your phone Promo code FART Put in promo code FART And uh <laughs> You'll be helping out the show, Robert Kelly. You know what, dude? Uh, podcast. It's on the RSS feeds up there. Android. Everything's up there. So the new podcast and new sound. The sound. I don't know if you got to know the sound quality is fucking amazing now. And Joe, right? Would you agree? Yeah, everything you just said. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to say it. There's another way to say everything you just said. How's that? I would say you sold out. To the demands of the people <laughs> Instead of doing What you wanted to do As an artist You let the public Pressure you <laughs> Well Because I used to do it On the iPhone We'd sit We'd go anywhere yeah. We'd be at a coffee uh, Having coffee outside On a bench We'd be on a fucking train In a car And I'd just whip out yeah. The iPhone And just talk It was fucking real and Dude then, <laughs> It was raw <laughs> And we, I'd just email it From the phone Right to the website And if you wanted it You had to find it You had to go and get it And if you didn't have The equipment you wouldn't fucking listen to it wasn't for you then but now it's out there for everybody this is like dude man what is this like this is like when nirvana went to the major labels really everybody was like ah it's too produced what are they doing well let's hope let's hope that the uh, ending is similar one of us takes a shotgun and fucking takes our brain out to the back of our skulls (laughs) i I love i love nirvana that wasn't a nirvana slam i love the major label albums i was just you know it was the first thing i could think of yeah i put you on the spot it was good though that was a good one yeah i liked it i couldn't think of another band that went to the major label (laughs) it was the only one i could think of well you could uh green day there, yeah, that's a better one. That's a way better oh, one. God, that was perfect. Want to do it over? It's my podcast. We can do anything. Let's do it. Ready? 
Yep. Yeah, dude. It's like uh, it's like when Green Day went to the major labels. Yeah, and then they have a play. Yeah, they were down in the punk clubs doing it raw, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden they went to whatever records it was. Yeah, let's, some let's, big label. Let's stick to the Nirvana was better. <laughs> <laughs> Produced. <laughs> um, the play was a good reference, though. The play was a good reference. It was a good play too. Did you see it? No, I just said it's a good play. It was critically acclaimed. Really? You know when it ended on Broadway, they Green Day came out and played like a concert for the fans. They played for like an hour. No shit. I thought that was cool. I, I respect those guys. Like that they're they're still they're the only band when when that like punk wave happened in the nineties. They're the only. I mean, there there are bands that were part of that wave that I'm a bigger fan of that I still really listen to that are still out there doing it and that are great. Right. But I have to admire that Green Day was the one that stayed in the mainstream like that. Man, that's incredible to me. Yeah, but I mean, they did lose a lot of their fans. They came out. They were this punk rock, fucking edgy, you know, lunatics. They were never really that edgy, though. They were a little edgy when they first came out at that time. They were, their songs were a little weird and fucked up. Um, and then their their original fans turned on them because everybody liked them because they were writing song they wrote ba- as soon as you write a ballad I mean, remember in the eighties when the rock bands like fucking White Snake and shit all of a sudden they had a you had to write a ballad to become a hit to become you know you could sell a bunch of albums to your fans with some rock shit but as soon as you wrote a ballad like even Motley Crue uh, uh, coming home that home fun, sweet home home sweet home. As soon as you write a ballad, dude, you get all these fucking broads listening to you. You're you're fucking huge. That's why ACDC's the greatest. They never wrote the ballad. They wrote one ballad really early on, and it never got released, except for, like, you know, you got to go to, like, Australia to find it. Yeah. Ozzy wrote a fucking ballad. Uh, Ozzy's had a few ballads, I believe, hasn't he? Yeah, he had a couple ballads. I mean, they're not bad. I like fucking Molly Crew. Home Sweet Home. That's yeah, fucking, I like that song. It's a great song. I mean, the ballads are good. Even White Snake's fucking... Uh, ballad, whatever the fuck that was. I don't think I like any White Snake song. Oh, uh, really? Well, except for here I go again on my own. Yeah. Is that White Snake? That's White Snake, yeah. Or is that White Lo- Yeah, no, that's it's White, White Snake. Snake. Okay. I, I actually saw the Great White Snake tour uh, with Great, what was it? Great White, what was it? Oh, Great White. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them together. What was Great White's? I don't uh, know. Great White song was, uh, was, uh, what was it? I don't remember. I forgot everything. They, they, they remember they had that fire. They were doing the show and there oh, was like in Rhode that Island, fire or something. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, in Rhode Island, they had they, it was like one of those old rock clubs, like really small, low ceilings. And they were doing pyrotechnic shit, and they <laughs> shot at the end of the concert. They fucking lit the place on fire, and people died. Did you see that? What Metallica does on stage now? No, because remember they had that. Remember the thing happened when they were on the Black Album tour where James Hetfield went up in fucking flames because he was standing over the flame? Yeah. They reenact that now, like at the end of the show, where like a guy catches on fire. They make it look like it's Hetfield and he catches on fire and the guy's running around in flames and the band's going, oh no. Oh, it's <laughs> the like, fuck are they, meatloaf? <laughs> why, why are they doing that? I, I don't know. I mean, Metallica, I've seen them three times. Best concert I've ever seen in my life. And I love Metallica. They're not my favorite band, but I love them. Right. And it was the best concert, better than my favorite bands. Like, it was the best concert I ever saw. They're amazing. 
So I can't knock whatever they do live. I'm like, I sh- I'm sure if I was there, it would probably be great. I just was shocked that they would reenact something so fucking traumatic. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> kind of funny, though. <laughs> Some poor fucking dude has to light himself on fire every night, though. He has to show up, get ready, put the fucking pyrotechnic gel on, wait oh for his God. cue, and then someone lights him on fire, and then he runs around. That'd be like if Pryor went on stage get, he, and was he, like, I'm going to reenact when I got diagnosed <laughs> with MS. No, that's, <laughs> no you just reenact when he fucking blew his face up uh, freebasing. <laughs> I, I wonder if they give him like a good job, you know what I mean, after when they put him out and they... They take him backstage and he's breathing heavy. He just got lit on fire. If the guy gets, hey, good job. That was a good one wow, tonight. Did you know they give that dude the top groupies? That's the guy where they go, you want to bang us? You bang the fucking guy that went up in flames first. <laughs> the uh, Great White song was Save All Your Love. Save All that's, Your Love. That's. Yeah. That's the ballad, but that's not. What was the, 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 the really famous Great White song? Well, I don't the, know. the big there was the one there was the one where it's like it wasn't know. a ballad it was uh I don't know I don't know dude. yeah wait 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 uh hold on can I look on here yeah I this don't is know. driving me crazy I gotta I gotta find this real quick they had it wasn't a ballad it was like a rock me that's it that's it no this is it right here this is their big song no, this isn't it. This is it. It's not this called This was their Rock big song. Me. Yeah, it is, dude. It's this is it. Bam, bam, bam. This is it. This is the big. That's the riff from. Uh, nah, this is their big song, dude. Uh, this isn't it. This uh, is it, dude. Yeah, this is. Hold on, I'm I'm on. Once bitten, twice shy. That's what it was. You don't remember this song? No. This song? I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I hate when they do fucking live. Once been twice... I'm once been twice shy, baby. Yeah, that, that song. And then they had... Rock me! Rock me! You don't remember that song? That was one of their great songs. This is how... This is how I can prove that this was... That Once Bit Twice Shy was their biggest song. Why? Because these fucking assholes, they released an album called, called Once Bitten, and then the next album was called Twice Shy. And then they released Once Bitten, Twice Shy EP. And then they released Once Bitten, Twice Live. They fucking milked that song <laughs> as much as they fucking could have. That was the one. You don't remember that song? Here yeah, no, is. I remember that song, too. Oh, it stunk. That, dude, I saw him twice. I saw, I saw Great White, and I saw the Great White Snake tour. What law did you break where the penalty was having to see Great White twice? Oh, I fucking, dude, I, I love that fucking cheese metal back in the day. I love that. I like I it too. I saw Motley Crue twice. Oh, did I love Fucking the Tommy crew. Lee comes out upside down playing the drums over the crowd. Yeah, I love the Fuck crew. Fuck you. I saw the crew open up for Aerosmith in Long Island with Burr. Yeah. And uh, it, it, Aerosmith was insane, man. They were amazing. Joe Perry's son 
who's a friend of ours, yeah. Aaron, got us into the show and got us backstage. We met Joe Perry. We met Joey Kramer. It was fucking great. Yeah. And Aerosmith, I'm not just saying this because we were friends with the guy. Like, Aerosmith fucking unbelievable. leveled. They were amazing. They're great. But the crew opened up, and it was like in one of their bad periods. And Vince, Vince Neil came out as all fat. I swear to God, he looked like Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> in Police Academy 2. Ah, like, shit. he just was all fat with long hair, and he... I think it's, physically, they just though, didn't have it, man. if it you was... look physically, the bands that still have it, they physically still have it, too. They look kind of, they've been that, they've had that look, even when they were younger, they looked at, like, old rockers. Yeah. Like, you know, Steven Tyler, Perry, they've looked the same for years. The Stones, uh, you know, Bruce, all those fucking guys, they really haven't changed physically. Psychologically, when the guy changes physically... The lead singer or somebody, they start looking different. The music isn't the same. No, you can't. I watch Sammy Hagar. On, oh, he that Sammy Hagar <laughs> is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Have you seen the concert on HD Net? Uh, uh-uh. it's him, and he just keeps getting margaritas because he has his tequila, Cabo Wabo tequila, and he just keeps going and grabbing, and he makes it. It's not a concert; it's a party. Drink and he keeps taking sips. He has hot chicks come out with um, margarita glasses. He takes a sip and then he just throws it out into the crowd. So the whole crowd's getting fucking soaked with tequila and fucking, you know, sugar water. The whole <laughs> shit must suck. You go from a Sammy and then they shoot out confetti at the end. So it's just even like a fucking paper mache uh, <laughs> fucking pinata by the time you it's leave like that. You just shit. saw Gallagher. You're like, oh, oh Christ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He fucking, I mean, he's good, but he surrounds himself with, like, younger players, too, which he just sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. Just a fat, you know, his T-shirt hangs out on the bottom because of his gut. He really doesn't fit. Oh, dude, he's a margarita rock. Let's call it margarita rock, like Jimmy Buffett, all that kind of shit. It's my least favorite music probably ever of all time. I'd literally rather listen to opera than listen to a fucking Jimmy Buffett album. I hate it. But... That lifestyle looks amazing to me. But just gigging and drinking just and eating. Just on the eating. beach, that whole thing. Yeah. Like on the beach with a <laughs> coconut drink. Like, if I lived on the beach, I'd probably love it. I love the, like, I would love to be Jimmy Buffett. Like, I'm like, this guy is probably a blast to hang out with. He has a great time. He is. He goes, he takes his friends. I know a guy who's friends of his. He takes his friends just like, let's go. Where are we going? We're going to Africa. We're going to go cross Africa on a fucking Jeep. And then stop off in fucking Iraq, do a show for the troops, and then we're gonna swing over to fucking Paris for lunch. Yeah, he's so loaded, dude. Every one of those guys has a pilot license. They're yeah. fucking just <laughs> flying around. God damn, it looks like fun. Yeah, but the, his songs stink, man. His songs stink, but he sticks to he. He doesn't. St- he doesn't do anything. That's what sucks with you know. Certain guys, even me, I guess, with my podcast now, because I went to gloryholeradio.com, that, you know, you change for the people. You know, certain guys, even comics, start doing stuff for mainstream, to become mainstream, and it's just not the same. Right. You know what I mean? It's just not the same. But these guys, I mean, these guys don't give a shit. 
These guys don't care. Right. It's like, all right, hate me. You can fucking hate me. Jimmy Buffett stinks. So what? I sell out. I make a million fucking billion gazillion dollars. He's one of the richest guys on the planet. Right. And he just performs to fucking fat ladies <laughs> and dudes in Hawaiian shirts. One of my good buddies, Pete, loves Jimmy Buffett. He's my age. It's like it's weird when a guy your age loves Jimmy Buffett. That makes me believe in reincarnation. That makes me believe that some, you know what I mean? He's really just this 50-year-old douche that got into a car accident like down in the Keys and he came back as a young guy. <laughs> yeah, he uh he loves Jimmy Buffett, man. He wears Hawaiian shirts. He has like a bumper sticker that says like Parrot Head and proud of it cuz that's what his, his fans are called Parrot Heads. Just- I fucking hate every people who have that. Like the you know Dane has the Sufis. I'm the, jealous. I want. That. I want a fucking logo and a, a saying so bad. The, the the fucking I broke my knees. Uh, you you know what dudes are the fatzos. These are the dudes. The dudes. 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 I, that's my thing, Joe. D triple O D S. Dudes. The dudes. I am a dude. We just coined it right here. That's you're you're a dude. Yeah. Look triple, at that. Triple O. No, it's triple U. No O's because you got to spell it phonetically, dude. <laughs> no, it's O. It's use. I'm telling dude. you, if you saw D U U U D, you'd be like, does what is that supposed to be? <laughs> now we'll see. It's over now. It's, it's, I, I it's, took a phonetic I, spelling my, class in college. I'm telling you something. You took a phonetic spelling class? Yeah, it was part of. Uh, it was part of because uh, I was in theater and video produ- television production. So you took a phonetic spelling class for when you write. When you write a script and you have to write it in like a dialect or an accent and you need the reader to understand what the accent is. Right. They used to do that a lot. Is that why you correct all my shit on the script all the time? You're like, well, we got to put it this way, dude. Well, no, that's just basic English. (laughs) (laughs) I almost spit it out. (laughs) I almost spit a sip of coffee all over my fucking brand new MacBook Pro. You cunt. (laughs) That's just basic Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. I've gotten a lot better, though. No, you've in gotten the, great. In the last year, we've, we've been writing together for two years. Yeah. Probably two years. Uh, uh, solidly for the last six months, maybe seven months. You've got amazing attitude. I've literally, <laughs> I mean, this is such a compliment. I've never seen somebody learn so quickly and adapt so quickly. It's like, you're a guy where you go, you do it like this, and you go, all right, and then you just do it like that. You remember it. I yeah. suck at that. I'm like, I, f- yeah. I have to keep going back and go, wait, how do you do yeah. this again? Yeah. They call it a quick study. It's great. Yeah, I'm a quick study. I said to Burr the other day, because this is another thing I'm learning <laughs> about you, is that you're, you really do enjoy writing, and you actually have this like deep emotional side to you. Like You have a very poetic side to you. And I go, if Bobby was raised in a different environment, he would have been... He literally would have been like one of those like downtown poet guys like that would just like sit in a coffee shop and write his novels and shit. You know what I mean? Like you would have been that guy and you were raised in a different. So you took it into comedy and just as fucking great. You know what I mean? But I'm always curious to think or when I think about like if you weren't raised in such a tough, aggressive environment, you know what I mean? Well, you know, would you be a comic or would you be like. A novelist or something you know what I well, mean you, you know if I look back I've, I've recently looked back in the last couple of years of where this stems from because I'm not I'm, I'm highly intelligent I know a lot of shit and I pick yeah. up shit quick but if I look back I remember in sixth grade was probably the last time when sure. I started when I started sure. drinking and when I started you know partying and being a fuck up was sixth grade 
And that was when I stopped taking school serious. And it's amazing to me how you can pass all these grades. Now, I was in and out of jail uh, from, you know, seventh grade to ninth grade. Um, I was in and out of jail. And in jail, you pretty much, you go to class, but, you know, you, you know it's, it's like a, a fucking, <laughs> it's like a drawing. And yeah. Describe what you see in the drawing. Right. And then you and then you go and you play fucking wiffle ball or ba- you know basketball in the in the yard for a little bit. Right. And then you're done. There's like an hour of school a day they're required to have you do, and it's just basic bullshit. So you don't snap and fucking punch one of the counselors or one of the guards and flip out and leave. And then even in the rehabs, the rehab. I was in rehab for a year, and there was no school. There was no schooling. It was basic bullshit. And then when I, even when I went back to school in and out of jail, I was in the rubber rooms, which was, you know, you get a paragraph and then you answer five questions on the paragraph, A, B, or C. And then you go play kickball. Right. Or you go lift, you you lift weights. We had a weight bench in the class. So... Kickball is so funny, dude. Like, it's just, that's such, that sounds like the, that's the one sport for that. <laughs> if you said baseball or whatever, it wouldn't sound, you know, but it's like, yeah, we're in these, like, these, 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 you know, for lack of it, remedial Sim- classes, was, like oh, you said. Yeah. It was the dumb room. Yeah. And it's like, you guys want to play kickball? It's like, that's in the realm of dodgeball. Yeah. It was weird. You know, though, it's funny. I wasn't dumb. Right. I just never, I never, I, ne- I never had the fucking opportunity to learn. And even in, I, I, I made it to college. I graduated high school. They had to actually forge credits. Uh, my credit, I didn't graduate really. My, my counselor, even in high school when I went back in ninth grade, to go to ninth to tenth to get out of the rubber rooms. Because in ninth grade, when I got sober, 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 <laughs> and um, went back to school, and I wasn't drinking, had my shit together, uh, I went to the rubber rooms again. I went to two classes a day, and then I worked at a styrofoam factory for the rest of the day, like a work release at school. Holy shit. So when I went back the next year, the guy was like, look, you're, you, you're going to go into mainstream classes, but he had to forge credits. So he was like, he was just, he had a piece of paper and he's going, what'd you do when you were in jail? What did you do art? Yeah, I did art. Great. That's a credit. Did you, did you do any schooling? I was like, well, you know, a few times a week we'd sit down and do this paragraph shit. He's like, all right, that's English. Jesus Christ. Did you ever get a history quest? Yeah, his, all right, history. You did You did three credits. Boom, you're good. And he threw me into mainstream classes. Wow. And I did good, though. For two years, I took math and, and English and all that shit, and I barely made it by. I, I did it. And I used to have chicks do my fucking homework, and I had this one Jewish chick, smoking body, but, you know, kind of goofy face, glasses. And she loved me, and I used to have her do my homework all the time, and just give me the shit, and I'd pass it in. And then when I went to college, I went to college for art, so I had, you know, I had, I had basic math, basic English, basic, uh, I don't know what the fuck, a sociology or some shit like that. I don't know what it was. And uh, even then, I, you know, I just barely made it by. I, I failed English and and basic math my last year of college. I failed them. And then I quit and went into comedy. So I never, I never fucking learned shit. I never learned anything. I never learned. I just never had the opportunity from sixth grade until fucking second year of college. I had, you know, right. I, I nobody fucking taught me shit. Wait, real quick, why are they called rubber rooms? 
Ah, uh, because you're fucking retarded. You know, like the padded walls, so you don't hurt yourself. Oh, that's yourself. A, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was just a name for him, though. You yeah, but really I was never a rubber. Like there was people in there that were fucking dumb, just dumb. You know, white trash, stupid, fucking right. dumb motherfuckers. I was never dumb. That's why I, you know, I skated by all these things because I was. I had my shit together. I just never learned it. I never had the. I never wanted to learn it after that point too. It's just I never did it. So now it's like I'm, you know, you know, I'm learning where a fucking comma goes, and you know, I hate that too on Twitter when you fuck up a word, when you, you know, uh, you're on your iPhone and you it misspells it, but then you hit send and you're like, oh fuck. And then I you, read it four times before I send it. Well, I just, it's like, and then there's these certain people that just read tweets to fucking correct them. Right. They're the correction police. On the, really, dude, is it two? Is it T-O-O? Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking douchebag. <laughs> fucking hate you. You know what I meant. Yeah, now I read it like nine times and I still fuck up once in a while. It's all right. You know, yeah, it's all right. Who's, nobody's perfect, Bob. It's uh, you know, I was, I was last night. Sometimes we 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 talk about movies and shit. Last night, dude, and this is what I'm doing now. Uh, I'm going to Netflix on my iPad in bed, and I'm 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 going through movies. You know, they give you suggestions, top picks, emotional movies, social cultural docs, and witty movies. Uh, I go through and I pick out movies just. Movies that I know are gonna fucking stink. Yeah, I love that. I know I watch them. Yeah. And last night, dude, I found oh my god, if you have Netflix, please go watch Almighty Thor. Oh dude, I have that on my thing. I almost watched that the other night. It's from two thousand eleven. I think it was made for TV. It had to be made for TV. You know there's this thing, T V shows and movies, there's a they shoot them on different you know different like one's sure, on film sure. or one's on different cameras and different processing so you can tell TV from movies there's this different visually there's something different about it this movie it's starring Richard Grieco it, does he play Thor no he plays Loki yeah well he it's some other demon yeah Loki that's him Loki yeah, yeah. he plays Loki it is. I watched the whole movie, and this is the way I watch these movies, and this is the way you should watch them. I fast forward. I, I go from the. Be- I watch the beginning, the setup, and then I move into the middle, and then I'll keep moving, like five to ten minutes ahead, and I'll watch a few minutes to get where I'm at, and then I move ahead. I watch the whole movie in fifteen minutes. Right. It is the fucking worst movie I've ever seen. And I, I, you, you sit there and you go, did Richard Grieco, the star of fucking 21 Jump Street, the fucking best looking guy in the world, the fucking sex symbol, did he really fucking watch this movie at the end of it? I would have killed myself. You know what, dude? I kind of think, I think about this a lot. I want to, I'm going to call my agents about this, right? Because I watch those movies and I'm like, I want to do those movies. Oh, you don't. I do because it's like, dude, it's an easy gig. It's probably a shitload of fun. I don't think anybody on it is going, this is great. They're all going, do you ever watch like like Bruce Campbell movies? One of the funniest fucking things. Way different. Well, no, but Bruce Campbell makes some shit. Dude, he makes some 
fucking unwatchable films. I love Bruce Campbell. Evil Dead, all that. I'm a big Bruce Campbell fan. But I saw an interview with him at like Comic-Con or something. He was doing a Q&A. Right. And somebody raised their hand. They go, Bruce, what's the worst movie you ever did? And he goes, man, uh, man, I don't know. And people yell out, they, you know, alien and in, encounter, in, in whenever they start yelling shit. And he goes, all right, all right, okay. So he yells another one. He's like, all right. And so he yells another one. And then finally he just goes, you're just yelling all of my movies. <laughs> but it's like he's in on the joke. He gets it. He, he knows these things yeah. aren't great. And I'm like, that's probably fun. I would love to do one of those fucking dumb movies they show on the Chiller Network. Where it'll be like zombie apocalypse with no famous people in it. You just go in, you put makeup yeah. on. It looks like fun. Yeah, man. but there, look, there's a di- the, you do- listen. There's a difference between those sci-fi and, and those movies or those TV shows and this movie. There's no rhyme or reason. To- Thor had an overbite. Okay, <laughs> Thor <laughs> talk like Barry Katz. He's like, I need the hammer of yeah. invincibility. <laughs> Dude, it's fun, and and they so they used editing to create shots. They had one shot of Thor and what's his name, fucking Loki, Loki running after each other, but they're in a parking lot in L.A. So this, this is like fucking people walking in the background, and he's just running slow motion at each other, and they hit hammers together. Oh, and Jesus. you know what they did to, to just to make. They just kept using the same clip over and over and cutting in other parts of the movie so it looked like they just kept running at each other over and over. That's great. That's a porno trick where they just keep showing the same move. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, All right, I got to watch it. It's fucking terrible. Thor has an overbite, which I couldn't get over. He just, he just, oh, it's fucking almighty Thor. It's on Netflix. It's fucking stupid. Stupid. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's nothing. They just do shit. But do you know what I'm saying about like this is all right, this is why I wanna audition for those movies. I never get auditions for shit like that. Ever. Every audition I get and they come few and far between, because there's not a lot of shit out there right now and it's a whole different climate of the business. But every audition I get, it'll be like this is a new pilot for HBO starring Kenneth Branagh, you're going to audition to play his best friend. And I'm like, I'm not getting that. That's going to go. You're bringing me in to fill numbers. There's a famous guy that's going to get that part. Why are you even bringing me? It's like, I can't get that part. I can get the part in the fucking Attack of the Centipedes shitbag fucking sci- made for sci-fi. I can get that part. You could have booked Thor. Yeah. You could have been Thor. I'll do that in a fucking second. You're getting paid. It's fuck. It's a no brand. We're watching. Um, <laughs> you know the padding and the makeup they'd have to put on you to give you shoulders and muscles to be Thor. You don't need it if you're in the shitty Thor. <laughs> Nobody cares. You, that I would watch <laughs> if you were Thor. If you were Thor and you couldn't pick up the hammer <laughs> to swing it, I would watch that. That would be funny. Yeah, it'd be great. It's like you uh, look at, if, if you had to look at Loki, Dookie, you help me pick this up. I'm trying to swing this at your head. We, <laughs> We were. I was at Stand Up New York the other night, and uh, and uh, House of Pain, Tyler Perry's House of Pain, that sitcom was on. Right. And uh, the bartender goes, goes, Jesus, man, this show stinks, man. And he goes, yeah, What do you think of the show? I go, Dude, I would do a show like this in a fucking second. And he goes, Why? And I go, Dude, it's 
it's a cash run, man. I go, you wouldn't have to think. You just show up and do the lines however they tell you to do them. Like, there's none of that pressure of like, well, guys, I really think the character needs to go in this direction. It's like, just tell me what to do. I'll do it. It's easy. I've done those movies. I've, I did. Have you ever seen uh, Last Night at Eddie's? No. <laughs> Why would I? What I don't the know if fuck it's, is I, that? I don't know if it's on Netflix. Um, Last Night at Eddie's. I was the romantic lead. Oh, man. I, uh, Sounds fucking... The title alone is it, just... It was uh, at a pizza shop. And uh, I roll in out of town. And the guy who owns the pizza shop is a uh, dick... And, you know, I roll in and he's dating my old girl. It's like one of those fucking, uh, you know, those, you know, those fucking 80s movies supposed to be like one of those. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. I was in that. I was in the Koala Bear Kid. Billy Burr was in that with me. Jesus. He was the guy at the end that kills me. He was supposed to be Spanish. Oh, 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 my God. No, no, he's Irish. He's Irish. He's supposed to be Irish. But at the last scene, he shoots me. Oh, my God. If I had this footage. He shoots me, and then they do a uh, like a fucking uh, Bruckheimer pan on Billy, Billy's face, and he's just got his mouth frowned. He looked like a, a Mexican bandit, and he had like a goatee, and his mouth is just frown. And he literally goes from looking at me to frowning. You could see the direction. Now frown. Make, an, make a mad face. And he just makes the mad face. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. Oh, I'd kill to see that. That was it. I was in so many of those shit movies. Uh, dude, how do you get auditions for him? You gotta be shit. You gotta be shit. You can't be where you're at. You're in a fucking. You're in a vicious uh, circle. You're in a fucking double-edged sword. You can't go back. To go back to those. It's move. not going back. I never did them. Yeah, I but do you, them now. Yeah, but you have a good agent. You're in the business. You, 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 dude. You're writing a book. You have a movie in a festival. You got other big shit that we can't talk about for fucking why we don't know happening. <laughs> we can't talk about it. Fuck. Yeah, I wanna. I'd love to do that shit, man. It's uh, w- uh um, uh, was it the um, fuck? What were you just taught? Uh, oh, oh, you know he's got a great career. Oh, and I'm not even saying he does shitty movies, but Michael Madsen. He Michael, hates his life. No, he doesn't. Have you heard? I, yeah. I was on ONA with him. All he talked about, he was just miserable. Fucking, you ever fucking shoot a movie in Poland? It sucks. It's all he's talking about is his shit movies he has to do to pay his mortgage because he lives on Malibu with 17 kids. I saw I saw an interview. There's a great, I think it's from this documentary, but there's a great movie doc, documentary called, it's called like I Recognize the Face or something like that. And it's all about character actors. It's all those people where you go, oh, yo, you're the guy from, uh, you know what I mean? It's all those guys. Right. And I believe he was in that and he was. He was one of the more famous people in it. And he was just talking. He goes, look, man. He goes, I want to work. He's like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for the perfect part. He goes, I just want to work. So it's like sometimes he's in these big movies like Donnie Brasco or whatever. And then sometimes he's in these little shitty fucking direct-to-DVD mob movies. And it's like, fuck it, dude. You're you're, you're having a good time. You're working. You're with... You know, it's... I don't think... there's there's something very there's something very refreshing I think about because with stand up and everything else that we're involved in right now there's a pressure 
that you put on yourself and there's a pressure from other people to make it great and to make it as good as you can make it. And you're, you're pushing yourself really hard. It'd be nice to do things once in a while where you go, hey, we're just here and this is what it is and we don't have to think too much. It's just fun. We're just having a good time. Who gives a shit? I don't know. I like that. I don't think there's a crime in that. I don't think everything has to be well, weighted down with, with artistic only, integrity all the time. You you're know? the only guy... and. Uh, first of all, I'll remember that while we're writing what we're writing. When but you, that's different because that's... Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, first of all, you're the only guy that wants to actually go backwards in his career. You actually... You want to go backwards. I wouldn't mind doing like a fucking sci-fi, you know, uh, you know those stupid shows they have on or, you know, you know... Where they, you know, the fucking monsters come in and you're on a spaceship where you're up in Vancouver and you're getting paid scale and you're fucking on a series and you're making good coin. I guess that'd be all right. But don't you want to try to win an Oscar? Don't you want to try? Yes. I'm still trying to do all those things. I'm saying in addition to that, why can't I do this other shit? You can't. I love horror movies, dude. Because you, you know can't. what I would give to just be in horror movies? I, it would be a blast. I think horror movies are different. I agree with you with horror movies. I would be in any fucking horror movie. But look, even that one, Evil Weed. Didn't I show you that one? They shot in Long Island with that hot girl. No. Oh, uh, dude. Oh, yeah. You, show, you showed me like, yeah. But Evil it, Weed, a fucking terrible movie. It's terrible. I mean, it, but it's supposed to be like Evil Dead. You know, it was supposed to be funny, but it just wasn't funny. It was just awful. There's nothing. You really want to spend two months on a set, a hot set, with a guy with a fucking shit camera and one sound guy and not even fucking gummy bears for a fucking craft services, drinking water and pizza every day, making scale. Uh, you're making it sound like shit now. It is shit. It is shit. You want to fucking have Richard, Richard Greco next to you dressed like fucking Marilyn Manson? Yeah. No, you don't. You'd come home every day and go, guess what happened at work today? Fuck it. They made Richard Greco put on this fucking... <laughs> put on one of those Speedos that has the leaf covering the dick <laughs> and run across a parking lot like he was like he was a Norse god. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking awful. The, uh... I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it would suck. Nope. It just... I don't know. It just sounds like... You know, like Rutger Hauer? I'd be that guy. Yeah, but Rud- Rutger Hauer made fucking great movies. The Hitcher. The and he also made shit. Blade Runner. Let's do both. That's what I'm saying. He <laughs> what, made hobo both. with a shotgun? You are- that looks fucking awesome, that, man. That does look good. That looks really well done, too. It looks like they really captured the spirit of, like, the exploitation movies of the 70s. It yeah. looked... Because it's obviously tongue-in-cheek, like... That looks. I was like, they really fucking nailed this, man. You know what's gonna be? You know what I'm excited about? Quentin Tarantino's making a spaghetti western. Yeah, Django Unchained. Jamie Foxx is playing Django, and, uh, which will be great. And fucking Leonardo DiCaprio is supposedly playing. The, you know, who was supposed to uh, do Jamie Foxx's role was Will Smith, but he I turned know. it down because he's too. Too. Jamie uh, Foxx will be great. Jamie Foxx is. I'd take Jamie Foxx over Will Smith any day. Yeah, I think I would too because I think Jamie Foxx will take it a little farther. Yeah, he'll be able to say motherfucker and whatever the you know. Will Smith doesn't want to fucking taint his perfect. But image. just the plot of it being like this fucking like this escaped slave that's going back for vengeance. It's it sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, man. I'm a big fan of spaghetti westerns. I love westerns in general, dude. I I I don't know if I've told you this. I I was a, a cowboy in a past life. No, you didn't tell me that. What cowboy were you? I don't. I wasn't. I don't know what cowboy I was, but I have a, a direct connection to uh, the old west, and I've always, I was, I've always felt that. I've always watched westerns. I've always, 
even when I've gone <clears throat> and played places, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Old West, I've, I've always had a connection to that, and I've always thought I was a cowboy. And then I, I actually had a psychic reading around four years ago, and she actually brought it up. She goes, uh, you've lived in the, the Western times. You've, you're, I go, I'm was sure I, you did, but... She, she <laughs> actually said you were a cowboy, and one of your friends <laughs> committed suicide. And he actually watches over you to make sure that when you're down and out and when you feel like shit, he's there to actually make you laugh and to make... She goes, did you ever notice when it's really bad, something stupid will happen, uh, you know, you'll step in dog shit or a bird will shit on you or someone will do something funny to make you laugh. Something will happen to lighten you up. That's him. That's your cowboy friend. That is Fuck uh, her, it's me, asshole well, I'm your friend that tries to make you laugh He's working through you then Yeah, I'm sure That's what happens I'm sure. Do, Wow, she sounds like a real clairvoyant Do you ever notice when something funny happens, you laugh? No, no, no Whoa She was actually really good All right. This is the weird part where she, I was outside and she goes Make sure your feet are touching the ground Take your shoes off So I had to take my shoes off And I was in my grandmother's backyard at the time And my grandfather came out and saw me and just looked at me Good. with like, disgust. Good. And uh, <laughs> gave you the trashing you deserved. And, uh, but she actually brought up, she goes, Do you have, uh, did you ever have a, a woman? There's a woman, an older woman that lived with you for just a short period of time when you were real young. You, you don't know her, you, you, you don't remember her, but you were too young, but she remembers you, and she's actually one of your guardian angels. And I went in and I talked to my grandmother. I go, is there anybody that lived with us back then? Because when I, when I was first born, 13 of us lived in my grandmother's house. It was my five uncles, two aunts, my mother, my sister, my grandfather, my grandmother. And I found out that my great-grandmother lived in the house with us for a couple months. And then she passed away. So, come on. All right. See, that's fucked up. How would she know that? I didn't even know that. I believe you had a connection to the old west. I just don't think you were a cowboy. I was a cowboy. She said I was. I think you were like the 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 like fat Mexican bartender. In I'm Three not a Amigos. fucking Mexican. It's like fucking. oh oh hey, he no shooting. You were that guy. <laughs> Please don't start a rocky Cindy bar. <laughs> You were that guy. And then other guys came in and did cowboy shit. <laughs> but you were the guy hiding under the bar while they were shooting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I, I tried to rob them. I was a sneaky Mexican. Yeah. yeah. And you probably got shot because <laughs> you got caught trying to steal from Billy the Kid or something. Uh, it's too bad that you really aren't my friend back in the Old West and fucking hang yourself. <laughs> Who was I in the Old West? Who would I have been? Uh, I was you. I tell you who you would have been. <laughs> you would have been the. Uh, you would have been the like the uh, rich. You would have had money, and you would have been the rich guy that was trying to change the town, like the politician that was running for an office. The dirty sheriff. Yeah. No, you would have been a sheriff. But the dirty. You would have. You would, yeah. have, you would have been like. You would have tried to fight. You always fought with the sheriff. You were the guy that like would, the bad guy would come into town, and you'd come in to welcome him because you're just a politician. Hey, I would like to welcome you guys to our our town here, and he'd look at you and just slap you in the face. And I'll you take that. You wouldn't be able to do anything. You'd just be like. I was just welcoming you to the town. And then I'd have to come in and go, hey, leave him alone. I'll take, I'll take that. All right. I was either that guy or I was a, 
a whore, just one of the women <laughs> that gets fucked. You know, I was a whore with syphilis when they didn't know what syphilis was, or I was a donkey. <laughs> I was just the water donkey that you put all your shit on because you didn't want to weigh your horse down. I was either, I was either the the uh, the uh, uh, the guy who made the coffins. I was the guy who made the coffins. All right. I was a bartender. Uh, the fat bartender, <laughs> <laughs> or or was the madam of a whorehouse? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You would be the madam, the fucking creep, bringing everybody in. Ooh, you know you can do this for an extra nickel. Yeah, but I got an attitude. I'm real friendly, but I snap real quick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You partners, you partners want the back hole? It's an extra <laughs> shilling. Speaking of whatever westerns, the fuck they have, had have you seen? Then. Have you seen uh, Deadwood? Do you watch that? Um, I watched it a few times when it was on. I was, you know, I'm not. I gotta admit, and I get shit for this. I'm not a big western guy. I don't know. I just can't get. I love. I love Unforgiven. Great movie. Never got into the old Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns. Really? I mean, I'm excited for the Tarantino one because I. T- that's my. Th- I'm one of those guys. Like, I'm not a big war movie guy, but I like when certain people do that genre. So it's like Tarantino to me. It's like he'll bring in a. He'll. He'll make a western movie. But it'll have that Tarantino flair to it, and and then I'll be into it. Yeah. I'm not a big. I'm just not a big western guy. I'm not. Uh, I've never been a big period piece guy. I love like, that. I love that age. Like Lonesome Dove. Have you seen Lonesome Dove? No, it's six like six hours. Yeah, it's two. I six can't. hours. I get it. Six hour fucking epic movie for made for TV. Un fucking believable. It's the first one that actually showed how it was. Like when you're going across country, we're not all going to make it. We're not. You, 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 someone. A lot of us are going to die. You know, they never showed that in TV westerns or movie westerns back then. You know, it's John Wayne, and they got to go, you know, a hundred head across the fucking plains of Montana from Kansas City, you know, and nobody dies. You know, someone gets shot in a gun battle, but nobody dies. In, in Lonesome Dove, people just die. Right. People, yeah, people just just can't make it back then. I mean, that was fucked up. Think about that. These, these cocksuckers, if they had to go from, you know, Texas to Kansas City... You, you're gonna, someone's gonna die, right? It, and it took months and years. Some they were like, "All right, I'll see you next year." Sure, that I'll see you in the fall. That's fucked up. Right, right, That's right. fucking crazy. Yeah, and Indians and fuck. I just love that shit. Being able to walk around with a six shooter, walk into a bar with a fucking gun on your hip because you had to. You had to have a gun because you fucking people just shoot you for disrespecting in a card game. <laughs> I'd definitely yeah. be an outlaw with my shitty temper. I'd be an outlaw. I'd, I'd want to shot. You how many times shot I shot immediately? How many with your times mouth? I would have fucking shot you in the knee? <laughs> like, how many times I would have just just shot you and been like, "Dude, I'm sorry, I shot you, dude. I should." <laughs> dude, I don't know why you had to shoot me, man. I was just saying you. You put a comma. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Look, dude, I was wrong for shooting you. I, I, okay, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Have you ever gone into a fight? No, I have a I have a new joke in my act about um, about how uh, I go. Uh, I was playing Mortal Kombat on Xbox the other day, and I yeah. realized this is the only fight I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> really? And I'm like, and I go, if I I wonder, like, if I got to a fight in real life and I couldn't beat the guy, would I just react the way I do when I can't beat the guy in Mortal Kombat? Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I was blocking. <laughs> <laughs> you know the way you scream at it, but like. 
No, dude. I got into two almost fights as a kid. And the last time I was in a physical... Now, I've been in a lot of... Now, I, let me take that back. I've been in a lot of almost fights where a guy will be a dick to me and I'll start mouthing off to him. And, and But in my head, I'm like, please, God, don't let this turn into a fight because I have no idea what to fucking do. No fucking clue. And it, for some reason, never gets there. So I'll defend myself. I'll speak up. And I'm, I, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't go there because uh, I'll be lost, but whatever. That being said... Um, I got into one fight, maybe two as a kid, and the last one was when I was in eighth grade. This kid, uh, like, and me weren't getting along, and he was talking shit about me, and I was talking shit about him, and it was like, we were, you, you got, you know how it is when you're a kid. You guys are going to fight tomorrow morning as soon as you get to school. You know, you plan it. It's, and it's like, terrifying. Yeah. And I remember not being scared because I didn't know what it felt like to get hit. I just was like, whatever. And then... He showed up and we were fucking doing the shoving thing and he hauled back and fucking clocked me in the face and like my nose went numb and my eyes started to tear like not because I was crying but you know just that yeah when you get hit in the nose and I I literally went fights over dude you win you win I'm not doing this there's no fucking way I'm doing this like (laughs) what did he say he was just like all right and then we were cool I don't think there's anything I remember as a kid that was one of the things that why I started drinking and using drugs and hanging out with the kids that I hung out with. It wasn't because I liked drinking or using drugs. I really hated drinking. I thought it tasted like shit. It was, I was scared every time I did it because I did it with no boundaries. It, I, was, I, was doing, I, was, I knew when I started the night or the day with the kids I was hanging out with that it was going wherever it went and I might not make it back. I was petrified every time I drank because I was drinking it. I started drinking it when I was 10. Like, you know, down in 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah, you can't, you know. Well, it, I, but I remember the reason, one of the reasons why I did that is because before then, before I started hanging out with these guys, I would have kids that wanted to beat me up. And there was the, the, the fear as a kid in sixth grade or seventh grade of someone's going to beat you up. Someone's, you know, the next day or people are after you. People want to hurt you. I just, I always went to the end, like, they're going to kill me. Like, they're, they're going to accidentally kill me. Like, they're going to bash my head on the street or fucking knock me out. Or I was so afraid of that when I started to hang with these guys and the uh, almost this protection that I had hanging out at this certain park with these certain guys. When people knew that I was with them, I they left me alone. Yeah. And I remember getting into fights with these guys. And they would be like, beat the shit out of him, dude. He disrespected you. And I'd have to fight them. And if they, if I didn't fight the kid, they'd be like, dude, I'm going to fucking kick your ass if you don't fight. Like, they would beat, my friends would actually, would beat the shit out of me if I didn't, you know, beat the fuck out of this kid. And they would force me into these fights, force me into fear. And I remember coming I remember I got my ass kicked one night by four men. Me and this kid went, me and Frankie went into the projects at like 12 at night to buy weed and stupid move. And, you know, we, we were walking out and we were smoking the weed still in the projects. And these kids came up, men, they were men back then. I was 13 or 14 and they came up and beat the fuck out of us, like bloodied us up. And uh, I remember they grabbed me and they picked me up and put me against the fence. They were like... You leave him alone because I was blood head to toe. They were like, he's, he's had enough. Leave him alone. And they kept kicking my friend. Jesus Christ. But I just had a broken nose. 
So that's why the, all the blood. He was actually bleeding internally, my friend, and they would just kept kicking him. So I remember walking out out of that. They left finally, and we were walking out, and I was so proud of myself. And I was smiling, blood head to toe, broken nose. I think I chipped my tooth, all this crazy shit. My lip was all fucking swollen. It looked like a mess. Frankie was bleeding internally. And I was like, dude, I didn't cry. And he was like, what? I'm like, I didn't cry, dude. That was the first time I took a beating and I didn't cry. Because I used to cry when I used to get beat up because like, it scared me so much. And it hurt like internally and physically. And I, was, I, was finally, I felt like I was finally a man. And I was so proud that I, I took a beating and didn't cry and wasn't afraid. And I just took it. Dude, I, yeah, it's, uh, I made a very, like, conscious decision. I remember when I was in grade, when I was in eighth grade, because I got picked on so much. For what? Just, I was just that guy. Like, I was just, I couldn't fight. I was, you know, I wasn't, I just wasn't a tough guy. And a lot of the guys that were older than me didn't like me because I liked rap music and shit like that. And I lived in a suburb that was pretty fairly racist at the time. And they just didn't like it. They didn't like me. They didn't. I was, you know, I was a nerdy kid. Like they just didn't like me, so they would fuck with me. And it was like I had to take it, and it sucked. And when I went into high school, I was like, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm gonna hang out with tough kids because I don't deserve that. It wasn't me being a weasel. Like I'm gonna get people to fight my battles. I was yeah. like, if I just hang out with tough kids, they won't, I won't get fucked with anymore. So I did. I started hanging out with like the baddest kids at my high school. And shit would happen where, like, somebody would start with me for no fucking reason. And I'd be like, dude, leave me alone, man. And these guys would fucking shove me around. What are you going to do about it, pussy? You motherfucker. And, like, they'd really fucking corner me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not fighting you. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to fight you. And literally, these guys I knew would come up to me and go, Did that f- yo, yo, I heard it fucking six period. Did that fucking kid fuck with you? And I was like, and I would literally go, no, 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 dude, it's cool. It's cool. Like, I don't. No, no, fuck that. It's not cool. And the next day, these kids would come back and apologize because these because the, the, my, who my friends were, and they got threatened. Really? And they'd be like, dude, I'm sorry. I was out of line, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is fucking great. Like, <laughs> this is great. I Finally, like, people aren't fucking with me. And then I remember I got closer and closer with these kids, and then I was out with these kids two times, and I watched them jump somebody for, like, no reason. Yeah. And it was like the creepiest, scariest thing I ever saw. It was so fucking Damn. violent and depraved. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with these guys? I remember one guy, dude. I can't even remember his name. He was like he was like one of the like auxiliary members of the group. Like he went to a different high school, so yeah, I didn't yeah. really know. But he was this black dude. And he was a little older than us. And he was clearly fucking gay. He was clearly gay. And this is not a place where it was okay to be gay. And on top of it, black and gay, you're fucked. You got to move. You got to go to San Fran. But he hung out with all like the thuggy, like hip hop dudes. And you could just see the fucking pent up anger in this kid. He was so conflicted. He fucking went at this kid one night. I don't know what their beef was or if they even had one. He grabbed this fucking kid. 
dude, he beat this kid to a fucking pulp. And you could see that it was like latent homosexual anger. Right. That's all it was. And this kid's face was getting the fucking brunt of it. And it was brutal, dude. Well, see, you know what's weird is... Oh, my God. Is that... He had this kid. He was just repeatedly holding the kid like this and repeatedly just boom, boom, boom in his face, dude. It's like, oh. The the difference... That point where you hung out with those guys and they would do that shit and you wouldn't... I actually wound up doing that shit, and I felt like shit. I met, we we used to. I remember there was a guy on a bike in front of the car on the road. This Chinese guy, and he was on his bike, and we beeped a horn, and he 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 wouldn't move. He was like in our way, and he gave us the finger. I remember all of us getting out of the car, beating the shit out of this guy, taking his bike and fucking running it over, and that happened on a a, a, a daily basis. I, I, there was so many times where I was involved in fucked up beatings, just fighting people for no fucking reason. And I got my ass kicked a bunch of times, too. But I remember doing this shit with these guys, and I felt like shit. I would go home and be like, what the fuck did I... Because it was never in me to do that. But I had to do it. Because if I didn't do it, I wasn't hanging out with these guys. I broke a kid's jaw one night. A friend of mine. We were up and drinking, and this kid didn't show up, and he was kind of blowing us off. And the other kid I was with, we were like, fuck him. He's a fucking piece of shit. He's a traitor. All this bullshit. And then he, when he shows up, we're going to fucking beat the shit out and teach him a lesson. And he showed up, and I remember I hit him. I broke his fucking jaw. Jesus Christ. And I, I, I feel like shit about it to this, to this day. I still feel like shit. And it wasn't... Did you talk to him ever? We went to his house after, and he was fucking sucking on a shake. No, I mean now. No, I didn't... I, got a, I wound up getting arrested, and I never saw those kids again. That was in upstate New York. Uh, I moved up there, and I was hanging out with the tough kids up there. Every, anywhere I went, because I got shipped around a lot, I would find the toughest kids in the town. I'd, I'd always have weed on me, and I'd be like, you want to smoke? And I'd smoke with them. We'd bond, and I'd wind up hanging out with them. I always waited to find the fucking baddest kids and whatever, because I went to so many different schools. Right. And that's how I, I would work my way in, and I'd be, I'd wind up hanging out with those guys. But... You know, I haven't seen those guys since because we got arrested and they fucking turned into pussies and ratted me out. And my cousin, my cousin got into a lot of shit when we were kids. I remember, I remember we were at a party, and this he was hanging out with fucking gangs and shit like that. And we were at this party having a good time, and these fucking dudes showed up. Dude, we were like, I was thirteen or twelve. He was fourteen, fifteen. Wow. These dudes showed up, dude. Like 30 fucking guys showed up. They knew he was at the party, and they showed up to fucking jump him. Really? Dude, we had to call my uncle to, like, come get us. And, dude, we had to literally run out of this fucking party into my uncle's car. And, dude, these kids were chasing my uncle's car and kicking it and punching the windows, going, we're going to fucking kill you, DeRosa. We're going to fucking kill you. And it was like... Dude, it was so fucking scary. My, you could see that my uncle was shaken up. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. And then, like, you know, so then you go through that, and then you get home, and then it's the fucking, not be, not beating, but verbal beating from the uncle now, you know, because it's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Where were you? Why the fuck were you there? What the fuck did you do? Why are these kids doing? You know what I mean? So it's like this double whammy of, like, ugh, awful, dude. It was an awful night, man. I'm about to block somebody right now on the podcast uh, on Twitter, which is great. 
She could have blocked that story that just bombed. <laughs> no, it was a good story, dude. Jesus. I just, uh, I was seeing if anybody, there was anything on Twitter. <laughs> it was fine, shit, dude. that went nowhere. It was fine. I'm about to block uh, Phil McCracken. See ya, bitch. Why? Because um, he actually wrote uh, Jay Moore. I hate when, this is what I fucking hate. This is one of my pet peeves. When somebody who follows me or, you know, follows another comic, they actually tweet the other comic with my name in it to trash me, but to kind of bond with the other comic. Yeah, that bothers me. And I don't like when guys do that, to, like when they trash somebody to, to me and put the other guy's name in it. It's like, dude, that guy's my friend. Don't fucking trash him and make it look like I'm in on this. Yeah, fuck you. You're gone. He's fucking gone. I just What did he say, him. though, to Jay? Uh, he said, uh, Jay Moore, talk to Robert Kelly. If that dummy can do it, anyone can. Like as far as the podcast or something. It's a go fuck yourself. Don't fucking try to bond with Jay Moore oh, through me, you fucking idiot. You know what? Just say it to Jay. You don't need to put my name into it. And oh, I'm just busting your balls. Go fuck yourself busting my balls. I don't know you, you fucking creep. Bye, Uncle Paul. And don't fucking email me to come back because you're not. Um, anyways, um... What do you need, a lighter? No, I, th I just thought I lost my phone for a second. See, the new podcast, you can sit up and walk around. Joe, Joe, Joe you always have to walk around. You get very antsy on the podcast. Yeah, I got to get up and move. It's like when you do R1A. I always got to stand for half of it. Like, I can't just keep sitting. It's hard. Yeah, I get it's you. I really can't stand sitting. either. I get fucking lackadaisical. Whew. How'd you like that word? She scared the shit out of me. <laughs> My wife just walked in the door. Why? I don't. It just startled me. I turned around. She was just standing there like a like a specter. So, <laughs> so just call my wife a specter. <laughs> it was just like a haunted house move. Like you turn around, she's just standing there. Like, Whoa. So real quick, man. I, I wanted to talk about uh, you. You brought up uh, what's his name from Seinfeld. Uh, what's his name? Larry David? No, the fucking guy who screamed the fu the the N word. Oh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Yeah, it's so funny. I was at, I was having an argument with some guy this weekend about how it's different between what Tracy Morgan did and what Michael Richards did it was totally different. Mm -hmm. One, Michael Richards was on stage being a comic, bombing. Someone said a very hurtful thing. You suck, or you're not funny, which is. Pretty much as, as deep as... She read as a comic. And he's not a comic. So he tried to retaliate, and he said what he felt. Yeah, that, that was he, real. Is that he was, a comic or not? Like, I he's don't, not a comic. I've seen him do stand-up, but I'm like, did he always do that, or did he start doing that after Seinfeld? Or? Well, what happened after... What happened, there was a stage there uh, a couple years ago where managers and agencies were telling their actors... Oh, they're comedic, uh, comedic actors. They figured out that they could, hey, go write an act, get on stage. All you need is 30 minutes, 45 minutes of whatever. Oh, yeah, and it's you'll be easy. You, well, it is. I mean, for these guys, because you can go out now. We'll send you all these comedy clubs or theaters, and you can go and do this and make a shitload of cash. You can make 30 grand a week, a weekend. Just being you, because you, people are going to show up and just go see Michael Richards. And you know what? It's one and done, because guys do that. People start walking out because it stinks, and they never go back. Well, they, it fucking hurts us, too, because the guys who go in and, you know, 
they're like, eh, fuck it. Last time we went, it sucked. How, it, it's not going to be any better. Yeah, fuck. It, it needs to be a special event. You need to be like, that guy's funny. I've seen him before. And he's, he's a stand-up. That's what he is. Let's go check him out because he's not around this area. It's going to be an event. But when, if they see too many shit shows where they go and they spend $40 on a ticket to see a Michael Richards or some other fucking actor who had somebody write an act for him or came up with this shit act and and they and it sucks they're not going to spend it again they're not going to spend the money yeah. they're not going to spend the fucking 15 or 20 bucks it is to see me or the 8 or 5 dollars it is to see you there you go <laughs> i knew that was covered good. that's good good they're very gonna, good they're going to say fuck it <laughs> well it's where we're Tracy Morgan he is a comic yeah, yeah, he was a stand up from the beginning Okay, he's always been a stand-up. Tracy's comedy, I don't give a fuck if you like it or not. A lot of people are like, ah, he stinks as a comic. But he, he is a comic. He's on stage trying to find the funny, trying to find it. He's up there saying, this is what I feel. Let me try to say something funny. He fucked up. If that was a joke, if that was a better joke where he talked about his kids, if his kids was were gay, right. if he wrote a good joke about that, he would have been able to get it across and uh, people would have laughed and it, nobody would have been offended. But right. Right. he didn't. He just said what he said. You know, like, you know, you can talk about anything. I mean, Kurt, Kurt Mesker, Max, what's his name? Metzger. Metzger has a joke about rape. And certain people in the crowd get offended. You know, once in a while, but it's a funny joke. Right. It's not. It's he's not making fun of rape, but he's talking about rape and third degree rape and second degree rape. It's a funny joke. Tr- Tracy wasn't trying to just be offensive. Michael Richards was trying to offend that guy. He was trying to hurt that guy's feelings, like he got his feelings hurt. Tracy was just trying to be funny. He fucked up. Right. He let it go. Right. Well, it's you know it's. It's it's tough when you get famous, you know. It's like we we talked about that on Red Eye one night. I made the joke where I go, I go. Tracy just needs to learn to do what I did, which is to master not being famous, <laughs> so you can say whatever you want and nobody cares. You know what I mean? Like you can just say whatever you want, nobody gives you. It's like once you're famous, especially now, the iPhones are out, everything's documented. You can't. You, there's nowhere to just go and hide and and work out the kinks anymore. Right. So he said something that went over a certain line for certain people, and and it got crazy. And and then he had to apologize. It'll go away. You can you can get away with you can get away with the apology for anything except the end bomb. That's it. Like that's well, you can get away with that too. I mean, if you say it in a joke, if you're trying, well, yeah. if there's a joke behind it. If you're trying to find the funny and you fuck up... That's fu- that's different. That's different. But yeah, I'm saying But when you're like, just saying it to retaliate yeah. to a heckler and you say something like what he said, that's just a guy who's not funny. That's, he's not funny. There's no comeback from that. Well, there's no... There's no, there's no you're not a stand-up. Because a stand-up at that point, that wouldn't be the first thing that comes to your head. Right. Is to look at, you know... Yeah, no, it's, there's no, it's, he, he fucked up. What I'm saying, though, is if Michael Richards did that, and I'm not saying it's any more right, I'm just saying it's the reality of it. If Michael Richards did that with a gay guy and was going, you fucking faggot, He would have been in the same trouble. He would have gotten in trouble, but he would have bounced back. I'm telling you, he would have not, you can't come back from the black one. You just can't. I, I, you can definitely come back from the black one. Look at Dog the Bounty Hunter. His show's still on the air. 
He fought. Yeah, but look at Dog's audience, dude. Dog's audience is. Look at Michael Richards' audience. Michael Richards' audience is mainstream. But it's not black people. They didn't have black people on the show. Seinfeld America, dude. Oh, yeah, it's but. Upper crusty, white, no, very liberal. Like, no, that's dude. that audience. Dude. I disagree. I think it's the same. They, their audience is the same. It's white people in. It's, it's in the middle of America. You know, you can't be a hit show unless you have Middle America uh, behind you. If their audience was the same, Dog the Bounty Hunter would be a tenth as popular as Seinfeld. I'm not saying, I'm not comparing Seinfeld to Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm just saying the audience is the same. It's white people. Tracy Morgan's audience, in the the grand sense of it, maybe not his stand-up audience, but his audience, for him as an actor and whatever, is the same. That's the same. As the Seinfeld thing. And look at what Tracy... Tracy said, I'm sorry, did a formal thing. People already aren't that mad about it anymore. Well, because, they, because they, they're not mad about it anymore because they know that he was trying... He's a comic and he was trying to be funny. He's trying to, he was trying to be funny and the joke wasn't funny. He fucked up. I'm sorry, I fucked up. It's right. not because of the gay thing. If he, if some gay guy was yelling out, "You're not funny," and he was like, "Look at the, look at the faggot. Look at the little faggot. Look at you. Go suck a dick, you little faggot. Fucking queer. I'll stab all fucking queers. Look at the faggot in the balcony. Right, right. It would have been different, right? It, because that's not funny. He's right. not trying to be funny. He's actually trying to hurt somebody. Right. Michael Richards wasn't trying to be funny. He thought he was, probably in his head. But he's not funny. Tracy Morgan is funny. I don't care what you say. His, he's, a, he's a lunatic. His shit on stage is crazy. He's not doing typical stand-up comedy. He's talking about fucking somebody in a kidney and all that crazy shit. And he, but he's, a, he's funny, man. He's, when he shows up, he's funny. He makes me laugh. Yeah, he's funny. He's a funny guy. Michael Richards, I heard he's a dick, too. I heard he's a fucking dick to, like, comics. Like, he's just a fucking prima donna dick. I'm so glad that happened to him. Fuck him. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I hear you, dude. It's, uh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, we, by the way, when you said I brought up Michael Richards, I just realized we didn't, I didn't bring it up on the podcast. We are talking beforehand Oh, what about were we it. talking about? It was before we started. I just said that I was watching the, up the season of Curb where they did the Seinfeld reunion. Right. And they did an episode where they went right at that Michael Richards incident. And it was really fucking funny. Right. And I, was, I just admired that they went there. I was like, they knew they had to address it, and they did. A lot of people would have gone, we can't, guys. It's too... Right. I actually appreciated, too, that Michael Richards was like, all right, I'll make fun of it. I'll take the fucking hit on this. Like, and did it in an edgy way where it was almost a little dangerous for him. Like, they did it in a way where I was like, man, this... Whew, he really walked the line on that just there. Like, yeah. Well, maybe they'll do that with fucking Tracy on 30 Rock. No. I'm sh- I bet you they'll make some reference to it. I bet you they will. If they're smart, they would. If they're pussies, they won't. If they're smart, they would. It's the, they're not. They, they, they push the envelope on that show a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I hope they do. Um, all right, man. Well, that's it. That's the fucking podcast. This was a, a special uh, edition. We, the podcast actually just got released on... Uh, oh, we didn't do the tech thing. I have a tech thing. Really? Yeah. You have a tech thing. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What's the tech thing, Joe? Uh, it's a website. What is it? Uh, GrooveShark.com. What is that? Uh, dude, I'm amazed that nobody knows this website. I talk about it to people, and they're like, what is it? I found this website like two years ago. I just went online. I just Googled 
stream MP3s or something because I wanted to find a way to just listen to music for free. Not download it illegally, but like there's got to be a way to just hear songs I want to hear. Right. I find this website. It's called Groove Shark. It's totally legal. They have ads on it and all that shit. You can't download any of the music. But what you can do is you can stream music. So you go on, you type in Pearl Jam or whatever, and it brings up all Pearl Jam's albums. Right. And you can stream them and listen to them. And it's free to join. And if you join within your profile, you can create playlists. So you can build playlists in your profile that are always there where whatever computer you log on to, wherever you're at. So you can build these playlists, and then anytime you're, you know, at, your, at a computer, you log into GrooveShark and you stream these playlists to listen to them. And it's fucking great, dude. It's oh, great. Sounds cool. And then they have buttons that you click if you actually want to buy the albums. It takes you to iTunes to buy it and whatever. Right. Or, you know, you can't download anything. But it's fucking awesome for like, you know, I have my computer in my bedroom, so like when I'm getting dressed, and I don't feel like digging out a CD. An hour and a half. Yeah, you know, Ugh. I don't feel like digging. I, I care about my appearance uh, way too much. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, you know, like I don't feel like going and digging out an album, whatever. Right. You just go on Groove Shark. You throw up a playlist. You put it on. You, you know, it's it's. Well, I'm gonna check great, it out, man. GrooveShark.com. I'll check it out. There's your tech little bite, um, and that's it. The new podcast. From now on, gloryholeradio.com. Check it out. Jim Florentine's up there. There's uh, the Jersey Jerks, uh, Why You Suck in Bed. There's a uh, Glory Hole. There's a bunch of other podcasts up there. They're actually really good. Uh, check out Jim Florentine's podcast. Um, this is a special uh, extra podcast for the week with me and Joe D. Uh, Stitcher.com, uh, code FART. Type in FART. And you'll uh, you'll be helping out the podcast. We're on iTunes. Check it out. The new website, GloryHoleRadio.com. And uh, Joe, Joe, at Joe DeRosa Comedy. At Joe DeRosa Comedy on Twitter. Uh, Joe DeRosa Comedy on Facebook. I, I, I believe it's the same one there. And then JoeDeRosaComedy.com. And what's your band's name again? Funeral in the Mirror. Funeral in the yeah. Mirror. Go check it out. I actually like a lot of your songs, Joe. Thanks, man. Well, the, the the first album's out on iTunes and, and Amazon and all that stuff, and then our second album will be out really soon. So check it out. All right, well, check it out. That's the end of the podcast. Uh, see ya. Yeah.